0: Welcome to Today on Broadway for Wednesday, February 19th, 2020. I'm Broadway World's Matt Tammanini
1: And I'm arts and culture writer Ashley Steves.
0: Ashley, we had a ton of news today, so I don't want to spend too we much did, time yes. on the banter,
1: but... No banter here.
0: Well, minimal banter here, because we do have to send out some hearty congratulations to Broadway Radio's old friend, Patty Murin, yes. who the day or two days after... Uh, she left her two-year run as Princess Anna in, Bro- uh, in Frozen on Broadway. She, It was reported in People Magazine exclusively that she and her husband, Colin Donnell, are expecting their first child, a baby girl. Yay! Uh, that is due congrats. in late July. Patty said that for the last 17 and a half weeks, it's been uh, tough to be both a Disney princess and pregnant. Uh, but yeah, she has I uh, been able to do that. But-
1: can't imagine on either level. <laughs>
0: No, very nor, true. But Nor like, do
1: I care to.
0: I have to wonder, like, there's this whole scene in Frozen where she, like, hangs upside down from a rope bridge. Yeah. Did she keep doing that? Like, I would be, well, one, I would be too afraid to do it once, mm. let alone <laughs> multiple times while pregnant. But good for her. Congratulations to them. I know. Women are
1: superheroes.
0: Very true. Um, and this is something that she's talked about wanting to do for a long time. Patty and Colin will celebrate their fifth wedding anniversary this year so congratulations uh, to them very very happy for very them. exciting stuff all right before we get into the news don't forget you can head over to patreon.com slash broadway radio and join us so much fun stuff happening over in pa- in the patreon land you have our first episode of our zoe's extraordinary playlist uh, some like it pop reunion tour i don't know um we've got that <laughs> you've got all the stuff from my Uh, Recent trip to Broadway, which certainly was made a huge impact on the Broadway grosses. Yes, uh, and off-Broadway, but we're going to talk about the grosses, which I'm taking full credit for. Oh, good. Um, So head over there, sign up for that, join us there as we continue to get the hang of that and see what people want. We'll be doing more and more stuff there, especially as we get into Tony season.
1: Oh, God, Tony so here
0: We'll get to that. We'll oh, get to that. I
1: know, I know we'll get to that. <laughs> I'm already nauseous. <laughs> yeah.
0: Well, unfortunately, Ashley, on the heels of the happy news from Patty and Colin, we have to open the show proper with some sad news. On Sunday, four-time Tony-winning Broadway legend Zoe Caldwell passed away at the age of 86 due to Parkinson's disease, and this is according to her son, Charlie Whitehead. Caldwell, who was born in Melbourne, Australia, won her first Tony Award in 1966 for Best Featured Actress in a Play for Slapstick Tragedy. Then two years later in 68, she won the first of three Best Actress in a Play Tonys for The Prime of Miss Jean Brody. Then in 1982, she won again for Medea. And in 1996, she won her final Tony for the original production of Masterclass. In addition to appearing in eight Broadway shows, plus a ninth where she was like a special mystery guest, so I don't know what that was all about. But in addition to that, she also directed two Broadway plays and provided additional direction in a third In addition to her time on Broadway, she was also a member of the Royal Shakespeare Company. She was in the original Company of Actors at the Guthrie Theater in Minneapolis, and she was a life member of the Actors Studio. She also appeared in the film The Purple Rose of Cairo, a bunch of filmed versions of stage plays, and perhaps most importantly for people of my generation, as the voice of Grand Councilwoman in Lilo and Stitch, and Mm. then a ton of sequels and TV spinoffs of that. Her husband, Robert Whitehead, who was an acclaimed director and producer in his own right, died in 2002, and Zoe is survived by her two sons and two grandchildren. Godspeed, Miss Caldwell, Mm -hmm. as we've started to record. This only was uh, reported a couple hours ago, uh, but a lot of social media remembrances of her because of her parkinsons um she hasn't she hadn't performed a, a ton in recent years right. her last stage credit was in melbourne in 2003 um and that was also the year she did that special mystery guest thing uh on broadway mm-hmm. in the play that i wrote but the last time she was really uh, on broadway was in 1997 she didn't do much tv beyond the the you know the the lilo and stitch stuff um and didn't do a ton of films either so really for a big large swath of theater goers we don't really haven't seen a ton of her on stage yeah but the respect with which everybody who's worked with her speaks of her is uh is pretty impressive that
1: is by far and away most of what i've seen uh in dedications to her after the news of her passing is that she was one of the kindest people on stage and screen just seems like unequivocally loved
0: most australians uh, tend to either be like super rowdy or super nice
1: <laughs> it's, very, it's very true yes
0: um and one thing before we move on from this uh audra mcdonald who of course won a tony opposite zoe caldwell in master class mm-hmm, said yeah uh, on twitter quote my heart is breaking she was my mentor my friend my teacher my daughter's namesake which i forgot her daughter's name is zoe oh, uh yeah. and the most brilliant actress and soul i have ever known I will miss and love her forever. R.I.P. Zoe. Goodness. Um, Yeah, so of course I've got chills just reading that and I'm tearing up. Mm -hmm. But um, a lovely tribute from obviously somebody who knew and loved her very, very well. All right, Ashley, let's get into some things that are not as sad. Um, We've got a ton of news to get through in the rest of the show, so I'm going to run through it quickly. If there is anything that I don't throw to you but that you want to talk about, feel free to jump in. And cut me off. (laughs) Deal. But first up, as I had long predicted, it was confirmed yesterday that when the new principals took the stage in Frozen on Broadway last night, they will be doing a slightly, or they were, they're doing it currently as we are talking, actually. They're doing a slightly different version of the show than Casey Levy and Patty Murin did on Sunday. Gone is the Anna Solo True Love, which I actually liked. Uh, The Act 2 opener Heige has been trimmed. And the new Anna and Elsa duet I Can't Lose You has been added from the tour. As a as a reminder, Sierra Renee and Mackenzie Kurtz began their runs in the show on Tuesday night, as Elsa and Anna, respect, respectively, of course, as did Ryan McCartan in the role of Hans. Next up, Philip, Philip Boroff reported in Broadway Journal that the upcoming Broadway revival of Plaza Suite has already topped $10 million in advanced wow. sales, okay. with, with nearly a month left before previews begin on march 13th in addition the prices on broadway for the neil simon play which will feature real life husband and wife matthew broderick and sarah jessica parker have shot up uh the ambassador theater group saw how well it was selling and said well we better take advantage of this Uh, and they have (laughs) they have raised prices on some tickets by as much as 150 percent there are currently tickets selling for as high as 499 bucks
1: i'm a little surprised by that i'm not gonna not gonna lie there
0: (laughs) i think i think that there's a lot of love for broderick and sarah jessica parker i adored Uh,
1: them and i'm still incredibly surprised by this (laughs)
0: Yeah, Neil Simon shows have not done very well on Broadway recently, but right, yeah, I mean, Broadrick we've seen in a lot of plays recently, both on mm-hmm. and off Broadway and in yeah. London. But I think the draw for this is probably Sarah Jessica Parker. Is yeah. this her first? Is this her first Broadway show since Sex and the City? Oh, that might be something to look at. I can't think of anything off the top of my head. I Obviously, think you're Matthew's right. done a bunch, yeah. but. Keep that in mind. But anyway, um, on Tuesday, speaking of the the Tony Awards season that we talked about earlier, the American Theater (sighs) Wing announced the full schedule of events surrounding the Tony Awards. And everything is mostly how we would have anticipated. The eligibility cutoff is Thursday, April 23rd. The nominations are on Tuesday, April 28th. The Tony Honors Reception is on Monday, June 1st. And the awards themselves are on Sunday, June 7th. However... The one noteworthy change, Ashley, is that bucking recent tradition, instead of having to meet the nominees' reception the day after the nominations are announced on a two show Wednesday, it has been moved to the next day and will be on Thursday, April 30th, <laughs> yeah. which seems Thank like an intelligent goodness. move. A, a long very overdue.
1: very smart move. It was kind yeah. of a cruel and unusual punishment before.
0: Seriously. And finally, in this section, Ashley, it was announced yesterday. I'm a. Take a little uh, time to talk about this one, uh, that the comedy true crime podcast, True Crime Obsessed, which is, of course, hosted by good friends, uh, Patrick Hines, formerly the host of Theater People and Broadway Backstory, and Jillian Pensavalli, currently the host of the Hamelcast, will become the first podcast to ever have a live show on Broadway. When they play the Helen Hayes Theater on Monday, June 1st. They will be joined by Queen Leslie Margarita, Justin Guarini, and Ellen Marie Marsh. Tickets are on sale now, but as of recording, we're just like almost nine hours, not even nine hours after they went on sale. The show is already almost, if not by now, 60% sold out. So if you want to get tickets, it's insane. It is absolutely
1: Um, bananas.
0: Jump on that now. And for a real quick look behind the curtain, I was in New York last week because it was my first week as true crime-obsessed new full-time editor and producer. A little bias here tonight, Yeah, a little bias, (laughs) a point of personal privilege. Uh, I'm still working at Broadway World uh, in a freelance capacity, but I am now full-time with TCO. So come out, buy tickets to the show, and yeah, keep me employed, please.
1: (laughs) Yes, please keep Matt employed. That is the number one thing.
0: Really, the only reason? I'm kidding. No, <laughs> kidding, of course.
1: Um,
0: okay, Ashley, let's move on um, to another thing that relates to my first, my last week in uh, in New York. Uh, last week's Broadway grosses. It was an impressive configuration of three different holidays. Of course, Valentine's Day, Presidents' Day weekend, and me dropping a whole lot of money on theater tickets mm, um, the, due to the all biggest
1: holiday of all. Of,
0: Yeah. Um, Due to all three of those major events, the grosses saw a 16% increase for more than a $4 million jump over the previous week. Only one show saw a week-to-week decline at the box office, and it's probably time to put up a closing notice at the Richard Rogers Theater as Hamilton Mm. dipped nearly $139,000. Damn, rest in peace. I know. Everybody else saw really strong increases. Beetlejuice, Moulin Rouge, Lion King, Phantom, Aladdin, To Kill a Mockingbird, and the Book of Mormon all saw increases of more than $200,000. And another eight show also saw bumps of six figures. Looking at some shows and previews, Ashley Six did a really impressive, get this, Six did $666,019. Uh, Don't in it's trust first that at all. <laughs> in its first five performances, it really is too bad that they couldn't have like refunded 19 bucks or mm-hmm. added an extra 647 bucks just to round things out. Although, mm-hmm. if they had added 647 bucks, that might have been really bad luck. But maybe, anyway, maybe. Maybe. West Side Story continued to do well north of 1.5 million and Girl from the North Country picked up an extra $303,000 as it moved from 3 to 8 shows. In previews. Despite its dip and uh reports of its decline being greatly exaggerated, yeah. Hamilton was still <laughs> on top of the grosses at $2,553,721, followed by Moulin Rouge down at $1.9 million, then the Lion King, Tina, Mockingbird, Wicked West Side, American Utopia, which closed out its it closed out its run with an extra show to do seven shows last week, getting crazy over there um then ain't too Proud Beetlejuice Aladdin, Hadestown, Hades Town, Book of Mormon, cursed Child Frozen Jervin Hansen Jagged Little Pill, and Mean Girls all in seven figures a really great week for a lot of shows, Ashley mm-hmm. and one that that can hopefully sustain some of them as we move into the time of year yes where we have more people coming in for oh, like yeah. spring break yeah but they're all going to get more competition with shows opening.
1: I was just about to say that. You mentioned the Tony eligibility on the 23rd of April and I can't remember how many shows opened before then, but it's a very big a handful. Ton. Yeah.
0: It's a ton. If you go to the um uh the Broadway League's website, they have a calendar of openings where you can like see them all. Yeah. In April there's I, I you know in the days, you know, because the 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 deadline's on what did I say the 20th? or whatever the 23rd but uh yeah the 23rd there's something like 12 or 13 openings it's just i might be exaggerating but it's it's a lot
1: it's it's hardly an exaggeration there because i was looking at my tracker earlier once i saw the cutoff date to see if especially to see if take me out made it which it opens on the 23rd so it's just hitting that cutoff but yeah there's there's a lot lot. there's a lot there's a
0: lot definitely a lot Uh, But actually, let's get into some um, some real quick recommendations. I don't want to spend a lot of time on these, but just real quick. As we mentioned on yesterday's show, Moulin Rouge performed on Good Morning America. Uh, On Tuesday, we'll have a video for that. It's a medley, kind of. It's kind of an abbreviated version of their opening, um, so you can see that. That was very cool. And then we also have... Um, the highlights from uh, Monday night's Manhattan concert production star studded presentation of Joseph and Amazing Technicolor Dreamcoat, which is, um, it's just looks full on bonkers. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you watched it. It just looks, <laughs> it just looks absolutely nutty and like a ton of fun. Um, let me just say that. Do you remember that Shakespeare in the Park production of Julius Caesar a couple years ago, Ashley? Oh, yeah. Where, like, Caesar was portrayed as Trump? Yep, I do. That happened in this, too.
1: Oh, good lord.
0: With a real-life husband and wife playing Trump and Melania. Mm
1: -mm. If you can...
0: Figure out who Mm, that is. mm -mm, mm -mm. But uh, I I don't know if that's in this package of highlights that I put in there, but it happened, and I'm sure we'll see video of it eventually. Oh,
1: I'm sure. Also, (laughs) Also,
0: Manhattan Concert Production also announced that their concert for next year, happening on Valentine's Day of 2021, will be the very romantic show civil war
1: that's yeah i was just gonna say that's quite the interesting choice yeah though to be fair uh silence of the lambs opened on valentine's day when it came out in theaters so there you go right and
0: because <laughs> the civil war musical with book and lyrics by frank wildhorn gregory board boyd and jack murphy is of the artistic quality level of silence
1: correct i'm sure yeah. they think so
0: yeah and uh, although one cool thing tony Yazbeck will be directing um, And he's always fantastic. See, there you go. Yeah. All right, Actually, let's close out the show with some non-Broadway news. Going to rip through this stuff quickly. First up, Sarah Bareilles and Gavin Creel are extending their run in the West End production of Waitress. They've added two more weeks to their stint and will now be in the show through March 21st. Off-Broadway, Drew Drogie's Happy Birthday Doug has extended at the Soho Playhouse and will now run through March 29th. Something that is important to note about this show, it is Happy Birthday Doug with no comma. So I don't know if that's a title is Happy Birthday Doug like a nickname or or did they just forget it's, the comma It's
1: not no it's not a nickname <laughs>
0: I'm just saying, commas are important, which we will talk about here in just a second. Down or up, or I guess over, depending on where you are, in Washington, D.C., Arena Stage announced their 2020-2021 season, which will include five world premieres, four plays, and three musicals, including a Corbin Blue-led Catch Me If You Can. I love Catch Me If You Can. I sat across the aisle from Jeff Foxworthy and his family when I saw it. Interesting. Um, and I love it. I, Aaron Tveit, Norbert Leo Butz. Um, I saw it's an understudy go on. Yeah, I, I saw an understudy go on for Carrie Butler. And I just remember after the show, I was in the third row. I just see Norbert Leo Butts like grabbing her hand and saying, I am so proud of you. And I like teared Aww. up. Um, it was just so cool. So I think it was her first time going on. But either way, the season will feature shows by Teresa Rebeck, Pearl Klieg, Britta Johnson, Mike Daisy, Craig Lucas, and more. And finally, on Tuesday, The Keen Company announced The Complete Company for their upcoming one-night-only benefit reading of Arsenic and Old Lace. The cast will feature Kathleen Chalfant, uh, Marsha Mason, Michael Urie, Graham Rowatt, Reg Rogers, Lily Cooper, her father Chuck Cooper, Gabrielle Ebert, Major Attaway, and more. And, uh, of course, this will happen on February 24th at 7 p.m. at Theatre Row. Um, Ashley, quote, According to the press release, mm. this this marks the first time father and daughter Broadway stars Chuck and Lily Cooper are appearing on stage together, comma, playing father and daughter. Now, because of the way that they use that comma, I am not sure if they intended this to mean <laughs> that this is the first time that they are on stage a together very
1: comma here. or
0: just the first time that they have been on stage together playing father and daughter. Either way, it's exciting and um I think commas are very important. So commas are very happy, important. Happy birthday, Doug and King Company. <laughs> Come talk to me because I have questions.
1: Matt has uh comma opinions and he's yes. not afraid to use them. Oh
0: no. Trust me, I used to I was one of those people for a long time that had my stance on the Oxford comma in my Twitter profile. Oh, that's then I,
1: not surprising in any no. shape or form.
0: Then I got too many jobs and I had to take that out. But uh, nonetheless, commas are very, very <laughs> The important.
1: shadiest thing in your profile.
0: Yeah, don't don't come from my office.
1: <laughs> you know, I did look w- w- circling back towards the beginning of the show, as I want to do. Uh, Sarah Jessica Parker has not been on Broadway since Sex okay, in the City. Here we go. That's she what I thought. has been off Broadway in Manhattan theater clubs, The Commons of Pensacola, with Blythe Danner in 2013.
0: I did not remember that, but good for her.
1: That is it. That is it. And of course, there Uh have been two Sex in the City films, but that's still uh, after those. Still not on Broadway. Still not on Broadway and still after that.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Well, good for her. Glad to have her back. I would love to see her do another musical because I didn't see her in either How to Succeed or Once on this Mattress. But the Once on This Mattress cast album, she is fantastic. Once upon a mattress. <laughs> Whatever. Once upon a mattress. So Once,
1: Once on Whatever. this mattress island.
0: Yes, and then hit me, baby, one more time. <laughs> anyway, that is all that we have for today. Thank you for listening to Today on Broadway. Follow us on Facebook and Twitter at Broadway Radio. And you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at BWW Matt Ashley. Where can people find you?
1: You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at No, This Is Ashley.
0: All right, we can find us both at patreon.com slash radio. Have a wonderful two-Wednesday hump day, everybody. Two we'll be Wednesday. back to talk to you on Thursday.
1: <laughs>